Pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Yeah, I'm just kind of scrolling through a book here this morning. We'll talk about it here in a second. I don't know about you. <clears throat> if it's not true, I want to know it. And if it is true, I want to know that too. And I, I don't even know why, especially from a biblical Christian perspective, that's one of the things that I think that uh, we have to take a real good hard look at. All the different denominations, all the different types of beliefs. I mean, we could camp on, we could just spend all day talking about dispensationalism and pre-trib rapture and mid-trib rapture. Hey, folks, here's the truth. You do understand, don't you? Only one of those theories is true. Only one of them is true. And I was reminded of this when I was, um, if any of them are true, can be, can be both. And I was reminded last week when we were down at the, the Ark. <laughs> Excuse me. Again, I suggest, suggest you go to go down to them. Ark adventure, Ark encounter, I guess is what they call it. I was, uh, I was struck as, as we were walking into the Ark. When you ask the average person, how many animals did Noah take on the Ark? Hey, Spencer, your new buddy there, get him up there. See if he can find Genesis, uh, I think it's six. See if he can find Genesis six. Because thanks to uh, Hollywood and Disneyland and Walt Disney, and we've been convinced, you ask the average, probably 85%, you ask 85% of the people, how many animals went on the ark? You know what the answer is going to be, right? It's going to be two of every kind, right? We know that. We we know, what's that song we used to to sing to my grandkids? Uh, Something about no, I'm going two by two, Right? Well, that was all really good, except that's not what the Bible taught us. That's not what the Bible taught us. Well, what they taught us. Scroll down there. I think it's in Genesis 6. Began to pass from men, began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them. No, it's not. Genesis 4. Is it, would it, where's the Noah's Ark story? Somebody help me out here real quick. Where's Noah's Ark story? I'm trying to make a point. No, that's, that's, that is... No, Noah. Noah, is it Genesis 7, maybe? Genesis. Where seven. are my Bible scholars out there? Come on, Larry, where are we here? Genesis. It says Genesis 6, the flood. Yeah. And it's then. Um, seven. Know, maybe, maybe it is Genesis 6. Okay, there it is. Here it is, folks. See, are you sitting down? The Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it. And I would tell people when I go around the ark, I'd point out things that. It was wrong. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast, are you sitting down? Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens. The male and his female. No trannies back, no transgenders got on back then. And of the beasts that are not clean, Taken by two, a male and a female. And the fowls also the air, take those by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of the there, there it is, friends. To keep, that's why he didn't just take buddies. That's why he didn't take two brothers. He didn't take two lion cubs that were brothers. Why? Because they were going to keep seed alive upon the face of the earth. <clears throat> now, you could win, you could walk into a, uh, Church service, or anyway, it's something going on in the church. You make a bet of how many people went, how many animals went on the ark, and and seventy percent of the people are going to take by twos. So much of what we know in the Bible, which is kind of where we left off yesterday, much of what we know in the Bible, a lot of it has really only come from our 
Christian denominational perspective. Somebody thumbs up me. Somebody gives me a thumbs up. And there is only one truth. Only one truth. And yesterday we got into that thing about Ethiopian Bible, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that here today. But I, th- I think it's critical that we understand this. So I'm Rush Limbaugh said he was on a relentless pursuit of the truth. I am too. I am too. I'm too. Dale Socia sent us a picture yesterday that really piqued my interest. I don't. I, I can maybe I can get. I don't know if I can talk and chew gum at the same time. Of some things that are appearing in the sky, you know, you get thinking about UFOs and and. Uh, uh, what do they call him? Bigfoot. And, uh, uh, what was that guy down there? Oh, doesn't matter. Anyway, these things are either true or they're not, friends. They're either true or they're not. The Bible tells us my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And here's one of the biggest problems we have is it is so hard for us to give up our dogma. It's so hard. And that's what we're seeing happening right now in America. As more and more people are getting sick from the jabs, the truth isn't getting out because why? People don't want to admit they were wrong. They don't want to admit they're wrong. And no matter how much evidence you present to them, they won't. Well, I don't know about you guys. People I run into won't even read it. I send them new information, they won't even read it. Why? Because they are so tied to their truth. And it's the same in, in the church. Boy, could we get on, we could get on here, we could have a discussion. <clears throat> I could get a couple different theologians. <clears throat> we could argue about the rapture. And I can have this guy over here have you 100% convinced it's real. There's a pre-tribulation rapture. And then I get a guy over here who can tell you that there isn't, and he can be just as convincing. So our, uh, we're so dogmatic in so many ways over things that really, really don't matter. Were there really giants? Uh, I read the Bible. <clears throat> it says in Genesis 6. I don't know what this frog in my throat is. <clears throat> says in Genesis 6, Mr. Producer there. What's your what's his name? What's your name? Jonathan, Jonathan. Genesis 6. And it came to pass when men multiply on the face of the earth, daughters were born unto men, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, they were fair. And they were, verse 4, there were giants in the earth in those days and also after that. Well, what the heck? What the heck? So, I, you know, I don't want to get the reputation of the guy that's always talking about the giants, but it's right there. There were giants in the earth those days and also after that when the sons of... Folks, where did the giants come from? Where did they come from? Just all of a sudden, were there giants? How, how did that happen? They evolved into giants? No, it says the sons of God came into the daughters of men. Two different species. Clearly there. Two different species. Sons of God, daughters of men. And what they do? They bore children... The same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. Something happened in the mixing of the seed there. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I don't know. You know, you can't even mention that in some churches. And I wonder how many would say right now, Coach, until I started watching this show, I'd never even heard of the Nephilim. I'm going to wait. How many say me, me, go somebody, go, huh? Go ahead. I'm listening. Me, 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 me. Been in church your whole life, never even heard of it, right? So I was really excited last night. Michelle, yesterday, Michelle and I spent a little time together. Don't get to do that a lot. My phone got broken, so I had to get a new screen put on it. And so we had to kill some time. We went to a little thrift shop and ended up at Goodwill. And look what I came across for $1.99. And I've never spoken to all of you about this. This book right here, this Frank Peretti, this is a two-book Two book, what do they call it? And one. He wrote a book called This Present Darkness, which was unbelievable. This opened my eyes to the spiritual realm more than any book I've ever read. I think it was written like maybe 1986. How long ago was that? I, I met Jesus in 1988. So this is before I even knew Jesus, back in 1986. And then somebody, my sister I think was, gave me Frank Peretti's book, This Present Darkness. Jonathan, can you... 
Can you Google that real quickly? Can you just Google in there, this present darkness? And then Frank Peretti followed that up with a book called Piercing the Darkness. It was two different, it was two volumes. This present darkness and Piercing the Darkness. And yesterday in Goodwill, I found them both in the same book for same book for buck ninety nine. I danced all the way home. And you know what Michelle said to me? She said, "Oh yes, I need to read that again because this was the first book that really opened my uh, eyes up to the spiritual realm." There it is. This present darkness. Frank Peretti. It's cheap, folks. If you don't, if you've never read this present darkness. Dude, get it. It's entertaining. It's not woo-woo-woo. It's, it's, it's not that at all. And then he followed it up with Piercing the Darkness. They were two different books. Hardback was September 1st, 1990. Wow. Wow. So, see, we don't understand the spiritual realm. We don't get it. We don't understand. We really don't understand. In fact, we argue over aspects of the Bible that we claim are true, and we really don't know. We really don't know. Hey, Betty, who taught you your, th- your theology? I'm just picking, I'm not picking on Betty. Who taught you your theology, Betty? The Sunday schools and the schools. You know, so you, when I was very yeah. young. And so and then you went to church, the pastor preached, you just figured he had it all figured out. So he was telling you the whole thing. But he wasn't telling you the whole thing, was he? No? Larry, who taught who taught you, Larry? Who taught you your theology? Ah, it was it was Sunday school. <laughs> huh? Isn't it, folks? Isn't it something? Isn't it, I asked my wife when I got this book. I said, <clears throat> I want my granddaughter to read these because it opened my eyes to the spiritual realm, not in a scary way. And she's ten. Now, should a ten-year-old be introduced to the spiritual realm? Can I ask you something? Why not? If my 10-year-old reads about the spiritual realm and she begins to understand evil and how evil spirits move in and understand all that, understand when you're talking to a person, there's a spirit behind them sometimes. You don't think that's important in her spiritual growth to be able to realize that? Why don't we do that? Why isn't this present darkness required reading in every... Why is it only the Bible? Unless it's purpose-driven life or your best life now. We love to read those kind, Right? Man, you guys are popping in here. So I, I want to encourage you, go to a bookstore. Go to an old bookstore, look around. This was a this was a two, I can't believe it, a buck ninety-nine. Says on the back of it. Spiritual warfare. Is it fiction or is it real? Oh man. And it's just it, these books are just written in the in a little small town. And this guy's walking, living his life in his little small town. And it talks about these dark spiritual forces. And he'll walk into one area. Ooh, he feels a different spirit. And then it shows in the spirit realm what's going on. Fascinating. This present darkness, piercing the darkness. Two book volume. I don't even know if you can find it online. Two books, I mean. Hey, it's, it's, it's thick. I'm going to read it again. So is Michelle. So what, what are you saying? What am I saying? I'm just saying. We have to broaden our horizons. And I thank God that you guys come here every day and you let me poke the bear. You let me touch stuff that maybe you've never, you've never touched before. And I've got, I, I confess to you that a lot of times when the show's over, I don't know what I believe. I don't know. And, and that's good, isn't it? Because the scripture said he'll lead us into all truth. He'll guide us into all truth. Tells us my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, I want to know more. If it's not true, I want to know it. If speaking in tongues is real, I want to know it. If laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover is real, I want to know it. If demon possession is real, I want I want to know it. I don't care what your denomination believes. I don't even care what your pastor believes. I want to know the truth. Because if you know the truth, it's the truth that will make you free. That's why I love this show. We actually talk about these things and we don't end up in a fight afterwards. All right. You guys are going to knock me off stride because I got about 10 of you want to say something. And I got someplace I want to go. Free by truth, go. Sorry. I got both books Piercing the Darkness, um, This Present Darkness. He also wrote another book called The Oath, which is really good. 
um, and I highly recommend it. And that, that's what I wanted to say. And yes, children should know. They know more about the spiritual world than yeah, That's right. Well, folks, can I ask you something? I, I had a, our little, um, my little granddaughter said to me the other day, she says, Grampy, I get scared at night. I said, scared at night? What are you scared about? I'm just scared about things hiding in my closet. So see, they already have an awareness of spiritual things, don't they? They just don't know how to, they just don't know how to, how to say it. They don't know how to explain it. I said, oh, honey, she was at our house. I said, oh, honey, listen, you put your head on the pillow and you sleep like a baby because Jesus is in this house. There ain't no, there ain't no bad guys. There's nobody hiding in this closet because Jesus is in this house, right? Do we talk about that? No, I don't think so. Uh, come on, Keith, then, then Betty. Excellent books. I would, especially with today's uh, uh, graphics and stuff like that, those yeah. would make excellent movies. I, I, what a I movie. Think, Keith, I, somebody, somebody, will make that a movie. I, I agree, brother. I agree, Betty. Yeah. Yep, I wasn't even taught adultology in church <laughs> as I grew up. So Amen. so I do not lack a knowledge, a lot of it, but, I, but I'm hungry for the truth, for, for what God has to say. And I'm going to throw a boner in there. It says, you know, he takes seven of every kind of clean animal, mate and, uh, uh, and its mate, male and its mate. Would that make 14? That sure does. That sure does. It doesn't take two. It takes 14. Good catch there, Betty. Well, we haven't been taught that, have we, right? Haven't been taught that. Larry, then Rochelle. Yeah, you know, you started off, right, talking about truth and, and relevance and everything. I don't say this real often in this in this show over the last six years, but one thing the Holy Spirit specifically told me, this is from God, folks. You can either receive it or not. But the biggest lie that the churches, quote, churches, satanic social clubs are perpetrating out there that has hindered the growth of the body of Christ is the lie that everyone on the face of the earth is a child of God. That lie is so pervasive. And, and, and we, if we do not fight against that lie, we're, 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 going, we're going to be the ones that allow evil to just flood over what should be God's church. Larry, you go to the Ark Encounter, you'll find out not everybody's a child of God, that's for sure. Rochelle, Joe. Thanks, Coach. Good morning, team. Um, yeah, when you mentioned about, you know, the kids, the first thing that came to my mind was the Harry Potter books. Uh-huh. Because these books, they've got black and white magic in there. They've got your spirit animal thing. They've got actual spells wow. in these books. So if we don't acknowledge to these, and that's 10 years old, that's exactly course we should be talking to our young ones about this and if it's in the bible and it's weird it's very important it's all very important good good word there rochelle joe coming in then reggie uh hi coach um yeah so this is a great topic i i think it's extremely pertinent because as rochelle just said these kids already are being inundated with spiritual things they They need to know they need to know that they have power when they have Jesus in their heart and they call on him and they need to believe it. If you don't have faith, the name has no power. That's when right. you have faith, faith, it's all powerful. And, and they, they will sleep so much better. I've had things happen when I was a kid and when I grew up. And when I learned to just the first syllable of the name Jesus, everything changed instantly. Amen. Um, Amen. So, you want them to sleep well, be safe. Bring them to this. Now, I think there's a law in Denmark that you can't have minors at a deliverance meetings or something. I mean, not, and I think one of the big uh, uh, evangelists in Denmark went to the states because of it, because he was going to be <laughs> put in jail or something. But um, um, so, uh, uh, and if the governments go against that, that tells me. <laughs> they also know it's real. Well, um, Joe, they, they don't go against it. They just want to have their selective side of demons yeah. exposed. Yeah, they, 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 want to, they, they don't want to endorse the, the solution. They don't want to they endorse meant. the way forward. But uh, my, uh, my, my uh, I didn't have Sunday school. I had Sabbath school. 
Seventh Adventist Church, and then I, I uh, uh, got introduced to the Maranatha uh, Christian music circuit uh, scene, and there they were speaking in tongues and stuff. And then uh, uh, online, when I dove back in again online, there was so much good teaching. And Kenneth Hagen had so much out there, even though he's passed. And there's others, and then uh, and then. You, uh, uh, L.A. Marzulli on Gen Six and Steve Quayle. There's there's all so, got, I got I got to Joe. There's so much, man. My people are destroyed for there's lack so of much. So uh, <laughs> I, if I hadn't learned it elsewhere, I would have learned it with you. But I learned it from the same people you learned it from. I think. And and, uh, and uh, so we're in we're in the right time right now to take this message forward. Thank you. Amen. Thanks, Joe. Reggie. Then uh, Kevin. I got a joke with Dennis as I was walking out with my coffee. He was in the closet. So right there were the lights. I was going to turn the light off and you go, this book, blah, blah, blah. And I go, and I go, ha. <laughs> I read this a long time ago. And he goes, you're such a brat. <laughs> it's, worth a, it's worth a reread. Yeah, it is worth a reread. Good. Yes. Yeah. But I was going to say, our children, um, I disagree with those people out there that say, um, don't teach the children about the devil. And I've heard it so many times. We didn't get a choice in this family, but my kids grew up. Uh, you know, we I had to teach them spiritual warfare from tiny. I Bernadette was sitting in a high chair at two years old, looking out the window, and there was nothing out there. And she kept pointing and pointing, and she was attacked. There was a lot of stuff. So these children were brought up. I believe that my kids are a lot um, more prepared. They're born into darkness. Why would we yeah. not prepare them to fight? Yeah. And don't glorify it. If you glorify Christ, the darkness is right there as well. You're going to teach them both. Yeah. So. Amen. Amen. Kevin. Kevin, then Myra. Then we'll shift gears on you. All right, Coach, so do you think it was a coincidence that you found that book, or do you think the Lord directed your steps to that store and to that book section? Well, I know whoever bought that thing, however many years ago they bought it, whatever went on in their life, they chose to take it to Goodwill and give it to Goodwill at a time when I was going to come walking through. You explain it to me. I can't explain it to you. Quinsky, you think, I suppose. Myra and Bobby Lee. Good morning, Saints. How you doing? Good. Thank you for the show, Coach. Excellent every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regard to truth, John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Thank you. Nobody. God bless you. Amen. 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 Good word, Myra. Boy, that, that lady's growing, isn't she? Come on in, Bobby Lee. If you don't teach it, your parents don't teach them about witchcraft and Satanism and the dark side, the little 15-year-old freak at school will. Well, Bobby, not only that, they are learning about the dark side, but most Christians don't have any idea how to fight the dark side. So therefore, we just let them think it's fairy tales and stories and Harry Potter, when it's really giving us a glimpse at a dark side, this present darkness, piercing that it's real. We know it's real, right? We know that the people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hey, I want to brag a minute. Can I brag? Pull up Tom Renz. This just, <clears throat> folks, does, you ever feel like you're getting... You ever look at something and say, you know, that was an amen for me. That was an amen for me. Thank you, Lord. That's an amen. I got. I saw this yesterday on Brideon. Now, this is Tom Renz. Tom Renz is uh, one of the attorneys that's fighting against medical mandates and all that kind of stuff. This is Tom Renz from Toledo, Ohio, a friend of mine, sitting in a hearing in the U.S. Senate, United States Senate. Tom Prince. And I want you to listen about two minutes of information, factual information that he gives. And I don't know if you've, I've told you this or not, or whether we've told you this. Go to thechristianrevolution.net and you'll see Tom Renz is top of the list of our donors. We have given, you guys have given Tom Renz a lot of money. Tom Renz is, he is the guy in the U.S. Senate talking to U.S. senators. Remember this, the Bible says you will be brought before governors and kings as a testimony against them. And think not what you shall speak, for it's not you that speaks, but your father speaks through you. So Tom Renz, you guys, every one of you who have given to the ChristianRevolution.net, do you understand this? You have brought Tom Renz before governors and kings. 
What are the odds of this guy from Toledo, Ohio, sitting in there in this Senate hearing delivering this bombshell? I don't know how many of you guys have seen this. Two minutes and 20 seconds of truth. And what was a five-hour presentation, not just by Tom, but a lot of others that, that, that are there. But I want, this was, to me, when I saw this, I almost wept because the Lord showed me we have pierced the darkness of the Capitol building through our funding of Tom Rince. Go ahead and play that. Given me this data. I have declarations from all three. This data is under penalty. Uh, this is under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. Uh, we have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average, almost. Uh, we saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being it's talked about except jab, for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. Uh, we saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So f- neurological issues which would affect our pilots, over a 1,000% increase. A thousand. Ten times. That's ten times rate, and obviously that resonates. 83,000 per year. I'm sorry, 82,000 per year to 863,000 in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. Dr. Corey, thank you so much for your stance on the corruption. That's precisely what it is. They know this. And, Senator, uh, when these doctors are attacked, not necessarily the people in this room. I'm not giving names. They call me. I'm the one dealing with the medical boards. I'm the one watching the witch hunts. I'm the one fighting them off, and I'm the one telling them where to go. I'm going to keep doing that. Senator, we also have, uh, let me give you this last thing, and then I'll shut up and uh, get out of your way. 9-28-2021, Project Salus weekly report. Project Salus is a defense defense department initiative where they report and uh, they take all this data that doesn't exist, supposedly, and they give it to the CDC. They're watching these vaccines. On that date, and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and that entire crew were saying, it's a crisis of unvaxxed. It's 99% unvaxxed in the hospital. In Project Salus, in the weekly report, the DOD document says, specifically, 71% of new cases are in the fully vaxxed, and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully vaxxed. This is corruption at the highest level. We need investigations. The Secretary of Defense needs investigated. The CDC needs to be investigated. And- Boom! Amen. Friends, Tom Renz Tom is there because of you. Do you understand that? Do you, do you guys have any idea how this thing works? Huh? That when you're obedient to the Lord, the Lord opens doors. You will be brought before governors and kings. Where is that? Does anybody know where that is? I'm going to look at it real quick. Somebody go ahead and say something while I dig that up. So you're going to see that I'm, I'm not lying. I know you know I'm not lying to you. But I just want, the, I want this to get in your spirit. Somebody come on in here real quick. Isn't that in Matthew 23? I don't maybe? know. I'm going to find out. Matthew. Matthew. You shall be brought before governors. I was listening to um, someone say about how they're saying the jabs were 95% effective or 70, whatever. Um, Really, when you break down the numbers, what they're measuring is the difference in this this one area. And it's really only what they were measuring. It really only accounted to a true 1%. So when they were yeah. saying it's 95% effective, it meant it's not, nothing. It's all fraud. It's all fraud. It's all fraud. Matthew 10. Matthew 10. Um, Jonathan, Matthew 10. 95% right. effective at what, though? Yeah, at what, right? It's all lies. It's all. And, you know, here's the crazy thing. You still can't get people to believe you, can you? Hey, uh, Jonathan, scroll down to about uh, 16. Matthew 10, starting verse 16. <clears throat> and behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves, but beware of men. <laughs> Doesn't say beware of demons, does it? <laughs> beware of men. For those men will deliver you up to their councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues, 
and ye shall be brought before senators and congressmen for my sake, for a testimony against them. But when they deliver you up, when you stand in front of that crowd, scroll on down there, Jonathan, don't you worry about what you're going to have to say, for it's going to be given unto you that same hour what you're supposed to say. Because it ain't you talking, boys. But the Spirit of the Father is going to speak through you. That's what we saw yesterday with Tom Rins. Right there. That's what we saw. And why? Because you guys have kicked in 100 bucks and 50 bucks and 20 bucks. And, uh, see, these are, the, these are the amens that keep me going. These are, these are the Look here. Dr. David, dude. Good to see you, Davey. Had three grandbabies staying last night. Oh, it's two of them. They want to come. Oh, they want to come show off here. Hurry up, hurry up, come in here. You know, you guys want to sit, you can say hi to them. Just wave to everybody here, right? Hey, you guys. Right, there they are. They're, they're all waving to you. If you want to pull your chair over here, you, you can. You can. Cool. Isn't that something? Isn't that something what we saw there from Tom Renz? You will be brought before governors and kings as a testimony against them and the Gentiles. Think about you, what you shall speak, for it shall be given unto you. See now what you shall speak. I got another good video while we're doing videos real quick. Doesn't really have much to do with this, but it has to do with the deception. The demons, the demonologists going around. Put, uh, uh, play uh, Jonathan Mask in Stores. Mask in Stores. Now this is just kind of, this is uh, from the Daily Caller. This is just what's happening to people in stores not wearing masks. Folks, it's, it's, it's demonic as can be. This is just, hey, Reese's here. Must be having a party up there. Come on and, come on and play it for us here. What's this? Get out of here. Get, the get the out of here. Get out of here. Give me my keys. Get out. Give me my keys. Get out. Give me my keys. Get out of here. 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 Get out of Come out of the elevator so she can come out of the elevator. Because it's a small space we're supposed to maintain social distancing. I don't understand why you can't just politely step out to allow me out of the elevator. When I ask you nicely, while you have been wearing your mask, you didn't ask me nicely. You said get the out the elevator. I said that after you refused to get out. You have a giant box. You want to stand in the elevator with me? And catch it. Look, you're not making sense, honey. You might as well get up at your floor. I'm trying to you're get up at my floor. I can't come close to you. Do you not understand that I have an extremely compromised immune system? You are a delivery person incorrectly wearing the mask inside is of this, a big is building. Is this incorrectly worn, guys? Is this slightly. incorrectly worn? It wasn't like that the whole trying to smell these candles here to shop at uh, Dollarama here as I pull my mask down to smell and now I have another guy yelling at me over here to put my mask up (coughs) unbelievable man I will literally never come back here again you guys are outrageous man I've never had such a terrible experience in my life here let me to show this gentleman's face for the camera here. And this guy too. Get out. Get out. Yelling at me. It's no loss to the store. Why why are you attacking me too? I don't understand. I won't be shopping here anymore. Yeah, that's really aggressive, man. Jesus. That's so insane, man. <laughs> oh, I just want to make sure that everybody sees how aggressive you guys are being. Here. Please leave the store. Okay. The There's no need to talk to people like it's that. It's really rude. You There's know? no need to bring that mask down. I literally was trying to smell a Sir, candle. You were in your to him, staff, and then you were abusive to me. Your That's staff you started shouting at me. Actually, and so is your staff literally. screaming at him. We need. To what leave? He's got a mask on. Let's he it. was not keeping it on. I was that trying to smell like a candle. Folks, that's a demon. Okay, you can stop there, Spoon. Um, Jonathan, that's a demon, dudes. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what we're seeing. It's manifesting everywhere. Bobby, then Rochelle, then Joe. 
Yeah, I just want to make a point as how easy it's been to control and program the human mind with that yep. woman that's hitting the black man while she's saying "Be Black Lives Matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Rochelle, Joe. Um, I, there was this Reddit stream of people who were talking. I'm just backing the people are gone crazy. They were talking about the things that they haven't been able to do, you know, because of COVID. Yeah. And it was, I was reading it saying every one of these people has been psychologically damaged. I mean, it was so easy to tell. And this yeah. was just like a thread, a Reddit thread, a comment thing. It was so sad. They, they've, they've done some terrible damage to these people. It, it, but it's demonic beyond what we understand. Joe Allen and Chad. Yeah, that don't happen down in the South. That that's won't the, happen to the South. Northern people. Yeah, I think you're wrong, but I get you what you're saying. We have to learn <laughs> to push back. South shall rise again. Come on in, though, Chad. Well, Coach, I was glad you showed that because, you know, I, uh, maybe some folks are unaware of really the – what the propaganda has created, what this yes. circumstance has created. Because in some places like Joe's talking about, well, we don't have that issue where, you know, certain places in the country. And it's obviously worse in some other places. That's uh, it's, it's, I think that's good to show that. It is worse, right? That's why, that's why it's important we push back, friends. We have to push back against this stuff. Revelation 2015 and Julie. Hey, Coach, after I got fired from my job for not wearing a mask, I was going into every business without a mask, just hoping and praying that someone would get violent with me like that. And no, nothing ever happened. Hmm. Well, you're in the wrong town. I, maybe I don't know what to tell you. Julie and James. Um, I think with these thanks, Coach. Um, I think going to say again. You know, so just want to say that. You, most of that broke up, actually, Julie. So, so sorry. Jim, Jim, come on in. Real quick, Coach. I think that video, I don't know if they were all, it looked like it was from Canada. Yeah, well, wherever they're from, it's real. Bernie, then, then Paul. Doc, Doc. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Just backing up for just a second. So we're not, we are not born sons of God. We are born sons of Adam, sons of man. Yep. We are all God's creation, but so are dogs, okay? We yep. must be born again, okay? And the other thing is that to teach that we are told, that, oh, well, oh, you, everything's going to be fine. No, God, the Lord tells us we're going to go through trials. Where he's going to allow us to go through things that are going to prove we're going to be tested, all right? But one of the things about a test is that we find out what – Tests are kind of humbling because they, they show what, what we really know and what we don't know and where we're really to stand, where we're not going to stand. And God allows us to be tested. You know, and the devil's going to attack. You know, this one guy say, you know, he hasn't had those problems. Well, if you're ready to be attacked, the devil's not going to attack you. He's going to attack you when you're not. He, he's pretty pretty sly about this stuff. No weapon formed. They're forming weapons you all know? the time. All the time Glenn, forming weapons. Glenn, come on in and Dale. Yeah, so... I was in a grocery store over the holidays, and uh, I, I said to this one gentleman, and he, he wasn't wearing a mask either. I said to him, "Hey, thank you for not wearing a mask." He says, "Let me tell you, he says I have uh, my daughter is a microbiologist for the CDC, and they said that masks don't work, but they're just not publicizing it." <laughs> you know, man. You know, it's, I'm telling you, it's it's amazing, Dale, Jeff. You know what's scary about this, Coach, is the fact that some of these people can actually go out and buy a gun. If you want to talk about <laughs> mental disorders, these people these people shouldn't be driving cars, right? So, and I don't mean off the subject, but that picture I sent you yesterday, the news, re the weatherman tried to come back and give it some medical, you know, whatever. Brother, I ain't never seen anything like that in my life in the sky, ever. Me, but ever. The, the, the me, day Hey, Coach, the day before, yeah. if I'd have took a picture of the sky, it was a checkerboard here <clears throat> from the chemtrails that they sprayed. And then the next day, this is what we see. Nothing going on here, Coach. Just Nothing. pull your mask yeah. up. Let's go. Nothing going on. If I can find it here, I'll, I'll shoot it off to everybody else. Jeff Klein, then Larry. Coach, that's like Dr. Laura a week and a half ago. The retina detached from her eye. It's a serious thing. She had to go home and lay on her back for three or four days till they could get to her. 
But that one medical officer in Columbus threw her out because she wouldn't give it into the mask. And that one guy in that worked for the doctor got in her face screaming there and said, I hope you get COVID and die. I mean, in a medical office. Terrible. That's where, yeah, that's where we are. Some have really some have really taken the medicine, some haven't. Larry, then Kevin. Yeah, I just want to take the opportunity to, to, on the subject of God test, allowing people to be tested. It's Corinthians, it says we won't allow us to be tested beyond what we're able to withstand. But God doesn't test us so he'll find out how we react. God allows us to be tested so that we will find out how we react. That's it. Good word. Keith, come on in. Or Keith. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, yesterday I was in Kansas City. went to the uh, Auschwitz exhibit that's up there at the Union Station. And uh, uh, it had a lot of information, a lot, a lot of good information. But what was just really sickening was the fact that I'm walking around in there. Of course, uh, me and my family are walking around in there. We don't have masks on. But about half the people that are in there are wearing masks and they're looking at this and they don't even get the connection. They don't, they don't. Uh, well, that's really a, good. There's a, there's a blindness. Amen, Kevin. There, there is a, there's a, there's a blindness. Hang on. I think I'm going to get this thing to Jared. Let's see here. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll try. So, I Jared, I don't know if you get that or not. You can pull that up. Let, I, let me, uh, let me shift gears on you here real quickly. Okay. I want to kind of cover some guys. This is the fastest 40 minutes in all the sports right here. Can't believe it's been 40 minutes. Uh, I got some emails yesterday. Friends, I don't know it all, neither do you. And whatever expert you're talking to, he doesn't know it all either. None of us do, right? Like, so I got some emails yesterday about the Ethiopian Bible. Oh, you got to be careful. And, you know, it's blah, blah, blah. What, what? Hey, listen, I, I'm going to tell you this about 16 different times. This isn't the Bible. This present darkness is not the Bible. But it's a, it is a book that opens the Bible up to, to me. It opened up the idea of spiritual welfare, warfare. This book did. And I probably would have had some Baptist preachers tell me you shouldn't read that book. You shouldn't read that book. Maybe some assemblies of God. Maybe even some church of God. They say, oh, you better not be reading that book. And the same thing is happening to us in Christianity. Like you're not smart enough to read a book, read something and figure out from your own whether or not this is true. You have the Holy Spirit, don't you? Don't you have the Holy Spirit? And can't you, can't you, you do, uh, you, got, you guys get it, right? So I just want to show you something. A couple things if I could here real quickly. You got, hey, uh, Hunter, no, Hunter, wrong place. Jonathan. Pull up the fourth thing from the bottom. It says the Apocrypha. How many Christians out there know what the Apocrypha is? We've heard of it. Maybe. Maybe I've heard of the Apocrypha. Anybody know what it is? Is that something Christians ought to be looking at? Something Christians ought to be studying? What is the Apocrypha? Well, don't act like you're real smart and know everything because most of you don't know. So in my messing around yesterday with doing a little bit more research on the Ethiopian Bible because I've gotten some emails challenging the fact they even talked about it. So I came across the Apocrypha. And it says, listening to four centuries of silence. You guys know what the Apocrypha was? Scroll down there a minute. The Apocrypha is a collection of writings that they believe were done between the New Testament and the Old Testament, 400 years. The Apocrypha provides us with rich historical information that illumines our understanding of the New Testament. Are we not supposed to read the Apocrypha? And by the way, have you read the Apocrypha? Do you have any idea what's in there? The Bible's true. I believe it. God said it. That settles it. You've never heard of the Apocrypha or never read anything about it? And so you can take this article, which I did yesterday, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time. It says, most Protestants have never read the Apocrypha. Many don't even know what the term means. Somebody say, amen, that's me. <laughs> that's me. I've never read it, never heard of it, don't have anything about it. I, that's me. Amen. Me, lack of knowledge. And the majority don't care to read the books that aren't, that aren't in the Bible. Is this a bad thing? Shouldn't the Apocrypha be kept out of sight and out of mind? Protestants who were raised Roman Catholic, that's probably me, would probably say, of course. 
They've come to learn that the Apocrypha is uninspired and supports erroneous Roman Catholic dogma. And that's more than enough reason to disregard it. But an accurate, as accurate as that negative assessment is, disregarding the Apocrypha isn't necessarily the right response. We can read it discerningly, yet constructively, critically, yet charitably. Doing so will lead one to see the many ways it actually enhances our understanding of the divinely inspired scriptures. You guys picking up what I'm saying? So I'm not going to read all this thing to you, but the apo- this is the Apocrypha for Protestants. Scroll on down there, um, Jonathan, as we just go down through this. This is worth a read. Stick it in the chat. It's worth a read. You don't even know what the Apocrypha is. You don't even know what that is. Look at the books in the Apocrypha. Did you know that? Editions of the Book of Esther, Barak, Bel, and Dragon, Ecclesiastes of Ben Syra, Esdra, Esdra 1, 2nd Esdra, Judith. These are in the Apocrypha. Wisdom of Solomon. So there are other things that have come in to just make our King James Bible our King James Bible. And the Apocrypha is one of them. Scroll on down for me, if you will, uh, Jonathan. Keep going down there a little bit. Brief history of the Apocrypha and its impact on the New Testament. Keep on going down. You guys know this? Anybody know this? No, nobody knows this, right? We're not allowed, we're not allowed to study this kind of stuff. I want to know the truth, the historical benefits of it. The Hellenization crisis. Say, so what's that? You don't know what that is? You call yourself, oh, well, how about the Maccabean revolt? You know anything about the Maccabean revolt? No, I don't know anything about it. This all shaped Christianity. This stuff all shaped what we believe today. Messianic fervor. This is a history of the Apocrypha, theological and spiritual benefits, purgatory and a heavenly treasure. These are where the foundation, folks. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to go something else. The prayer of Azariah. What? Huh? What? This is all in what? Well, this is all in the Apocrypha, which most Christians have never heard of, right? The Apocrypha benefit Protestants and even spiritually? I think so. Whoever that quote was from. Yeah, I think we probably could learn something, how they formed their ideas. Yeah, that give us a greater understanding of the faith we claim to follow. Okay, that's one more thing. Because you're lining up on me again. That's usually a good thing. So um, go to the next to the last thing. It says uh, the oldest complete Bible on earth. The oldest complete Bible on earth, not the King James, is the Ethiopian Bible. The oldest and com- most complete Bible on earth. Now, is it canon? Is it approved by every religion? No, no. But this whole thing, this whole book was discovered. First, world's first illustrated Christian Bible discovered at Ethiopian Monastery. Folks, do a little bit of research on this stuff. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to take time to go down through all this stuff. What are the roots of our faith? What are the roots of our faith? And do you know something? Do you know that this right here, this Ethiopian Bible, which I bought online because I was curious about it, and others are telling me, stay away from it, stay away from it. Uh, do, you, do you know that this thing was 600 years before the King James Bible? This, is, this, was six, this was written 600 years before the King James Bible was. Dudes, this is biblical history. What do you mean, don't read it? What? We have to broaden our horizon. Sitting in the same seat in the same church for 20 years. I'm going to tell you, you don't know a lot. There's a picture on the screen of what Dale Socha's daughter-in-law took in the sky. I don't know if you can get, I don't know if you can get a bigger picture of that thing or not. There were several of them actually in the sky yesterday. What the heck is that? Wow. I don't know, Dale. Okay, I got more to go on here. Okay, I got more, but I'm going to go to Bernie. Go ahead, Bernie. Yes, you can. Oh, yeah, you can listen to it. Bernie's hands. Uh, let me get a new one in. Drifter78. Hey, Coach. Hey. Hey, can the new guy speak? What does that mean? Well, I'm just asking the question. Hey, um, what about Jesus? Is he more important than any of this uh, apocryphal stuff? Because he teaches 
on demonic um, warfare, and uh, he, he's the he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, basically, um, everything that is extra biblical is kind of outside of our Savior, our Lord, our King, and the great great I am. He he's the one that should be teaching us this. Um, Coach sucks, Dick. <laughs> Uh, so listen, let me ask you something. Did you ever read world history? Uh, yes. Why would you do that? Because I want to know more about what went on in this world, but I just, I just, I just feel coach, maybe that we need to need to bring it back to Jesus as, as the teacher in the spiritual realm. And then we also have a great man that just died. That's a good friend of yours, Russ Dizdar and his black awakening and Russ dealt with SRAs. So he was very interested and taught on spiritual warfare. So that's mm-hmm. just my point. And, and God bless you, and God love you, Coach Dave. Thank you, brother. I think, uh, uh, I think that's one of the problems that we've run into, in my honest opinion. Thanks for your call. The separation between religion and world. <laughs> I think that, that's our greatest concern. We, don't, we as a people don't understand how we got where we are. And it is, in fact, the Holy Spirit that does guide us into all truth. Silver, go ahead. Then USA, country girl. Okay, Coach. Did you know that Jesus celebrated Hanukkah? <laughs> yeah, St. John. Yeah. Uh-huh. And why don't we? I mean, this it's just a question, but I'm just saying that Jesus also celebrated uh, the feasts that modern day Christianity thinks is pretty much demonic. Okay. And because we search scripture out and we find like, uh, in John, uh, 10, 20, or was it nine? Or, yeah. 10, 21, uh, or 22, excuse me. And it says, and it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the, of the dedication. And it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. That, you know, that's pretty clear. That's something that Jesus was aware of and celebrated as well in his life on earth. Why don't we? <clears throat> because we don't understand the history. It's exactly what we're talking about here. We don't understand it. USA Country Girl. We talk a lot of times about the Marxists infiltrating the seminaries and a lot of times we think it has to do with uh you know homosexuality coming out in the church and all the and it is part of it is that because if you read about what their goals are and how they go about achieving their goals and and bringing down society yes that is a facet but it's also all about controlling the conversation so if you control the conversation and you control what people are allowed to talk about then then you can control them and that that is really what the marxism infiltration into the seminaries is all about it's, sure, it's about controlling yes. the conversation that's right and that's why they're pulling down the statues and the history they're trying to control everything right because a new generation comes along every time and they learn the history that the previous generation allows them to know about right i don't know what the what the argument against the ethiopian bible is does it have something to do with people say well gnosticism is woven in there or something to that effect i, I really don't know what the argument against it is fear the argument's fear the argument's fear they're afraid that they're going to find something they believe that's not true that's that's what i think hey coach very well could be real quick the feast of dedication is in the book of maccabees oh Amen. Let's go to Diane. Uh, Drifter seventy eight. You skipped over him, bud. <laughs> I don't see. I don't see Drifter seventy eight. Diana, okay, I was in there. Do you hear me now? Yeah. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay. We're, yes, we're going uh, back. Oh, sorry. Go I'd ahead. Like go say, I'd like to say that I was asked to speak back in twenty nineteen at a church of the brethren. And the Lord laid on my heart to speak on spiritual warfare. I had read that this present darkness uh, many, many years ago. Uh, but I researched the satanic Bible 
in order to prepare my message on spiritual warfare. And there are actually four books in the Satanic Bible, the book of Satan, the book of Lucifer, the book of Bial, and the book of Leviathan. And those books give a lot of insight as to how the enemy tries to control us. The book of Satan focuses on, you deserve it. Uh, personal happiness and success is where your, your um, attention should be. The book of Lucifer focuses on, uh, you're only young once, you know, so work everything out with reason and logic. Don't have time for prayer. And the book of Baal really focuses on our cartoons, how to get attention through sensuality, uh, how to pr pr bring magic into everything we do. We look at the cartoons like Social Girl, Big Mouth, uh, how they're getting the kids. The book of Leviathan is how to control people with emotions. Oh, I'm hurt. It's all about me. I'm depressed. I'm a, I'm, I'm so bad. I love you. You know, so it focuses on tracking, attracting the attention of others. So I think it's very important that we know how the enemy uh, is fighting against us so that we can fight against him with our spiritual tools. Yep. But you probably won't learn about that in your Presbyterian church. That's just the truth. Good word, Diane. Come on in, Artie. Rich. Yeah, Coach, I, I think one of the things I find interesting is the folks that want to say don't read these uh, other books like um, the Book of Adam or the Book of Enoch or something. They they hang on every word of the commentary that's that was written into their Bible that they, they purchased, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, absolutely tr true. Hey, do me real quick, Sarah. Uh, uh, Reggie, you come in as we're going to the last link there, uh, books, books of the Bible and the Ethiopian Bible. Go ahead. Okay. So you and I had that conversation with Michelle in the car coming back from Wisconsin, and I was telling you something out of Maccabees, and you go, I've never read Maccabees, and I had my Bible with me, and that's why I bought it for you. I'm like, you got to read this. So another time, a particular person, I was reading out of Zephaniah, and they were like, that's Apocrypha. It's not Apocrypha to us because, I mean, if you look at the difference – these have always been the Orthodox Bible has all these. This is the, this is the King James version. This is the Roman Catholic. This is normal to us. People go, that's Apocrypha. Well, who says it's Apocrypha because it's never been taken out of our Bible. It mm. is, it is what, well, I understand what Apocrypha is, but a lot of people misinterpret that. They think it's just a book that they, they, you know, kicked out and don't, yeah. it's not, uh, it's <clears throat> or whatever. So what I, my point is, there's so many untruths out there, but if you take an Ethiopian Orthodox Christian and you tell them that, you know, why do you have all those? Those aren't true. They won't even they won't even comprehend that. Just like when people say Zephaniah isn't the word of God. I don't comprehend that because it's always been so. Yeah. A, and then, you know, you got a King James Version reader. <clears throat> and says Those aren't those aren't good books. Who said Reggie, yeah, let, let me let me get here real quick before we get off. Okay, folks, this is the list of the books in the Ethiopian Bible. It's on the screen. Can you make it a little bit bigger, Jonathan? I don't know if you can or not. <clears throat> okay. Again, there's 88 of them. And remember this. This book was written 600 years before King James. All right? So the King James used this book to form the King James Bible. You get that? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, for Second Samuel, for Second Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Jubilees, Enoch, Ezra, Second Ezra, Ezra Sutu, Sutel, Tobit, Judith, Esther, one three, one two and three, Maccabees, Job, Psalms, Mesele, which are the Proverbs part of them, Tigris, which is the second part of Proverbs, Wisdom of Solomon, Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs, Isaiah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, including Lamentations, Letter of Jeremiah, Barak, and for Barak, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Amos, Michael, Joel, Abadiah, Jonah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, Sirach, Josephon, New Testament. That's <laughs> that's the Old Testament. The New. We don't. You get, you get it, folks. You get it. Now listen. This was the genesis of the King James Bible. Now, why these some of these books aren't in it? I don't know. Still in the Ethiopian Bible. Who made the decision to pull some of those out? I don't know. And I'm not here trying to 
Ruin your confidence in the good old King James Bible. I'm a King James Bible guy myself. But for some reason, these were included in the Ethiopian Bible, and there must be some wisdom in there for all of us. So it's not Bible? Well, okay. It was to them. Wow, I opened a can of worms, didn't I? See you tomorrow.